Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello, I'm back. It's Ryan Party Time the Gleash, and I'm finally here. I've not been here all season, but I'm here anyway. Finally, I had to be here in the last episode. And if you get anyone to blame for that, it's alcohol and talk talk. So fuck you, talk talk. Anyway, here we are talking about the draft scores, and I just want to introduce my great panel. I suppose before of us for a season finale. However, Jack and Scott couldn't be bald going at the fucking wanking chariots. So <laughs> we're still here. Sense <laughs> all that if you want, Scott. Um, joined with me, we've got a, a little sub theme going on. I'm going to uh, introduce you with uh, a bit of music. So David, we'd normally call you the the, the stat man, but you are now the scat man. David, how are we, Baba Baba doing? <laughs> oh, for God's sake! <laughs> I mean. If you if the delivery of that was as smooth as your uh, consistency of presenting shows, then maybe I'd give you some applause. But you know what? You're here now, so I suppose that counts for something. And it is the uh, the final show of the season, so you, at least you made the effort to show up, unlike a couple of other STL hosts. Yeah, fair play. Um, one little short question for a move over, uh, David. If you could have any entrance music that isn't shock the system, what would it be? Oh, you motherfucker! You just took away my only option. Um, you know what's actually quite good? Um, 2007, Bobby Lashley used a theme called uh, Hell Will Be Calling Your Name. And I, I just thought it had a pretty solid uh, solid rhythm to it. I would actually choose that. Oh, good choice, good choice. Anyway, as I said, Jack and Scott are not here. So we've got two special guests. Uh, and, you know, with Jack and less so Scott, you want to, if they're not here, you want to up the game, uh, uh, some sex appeal to the, the draft. So we've invited... The leading race, uh, leader in the race, which is uh, Ross McLeod. Ross, how the, are you doing? the leading race. You make me sound like, <laughs> sound like a white supremacist. <laughs> 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 the nomination. I feel like I feel like where uh, George gets confused for a KKK leader. Like, no, no, I'm not him. I'm not him. <laughs> I'm very like well. And why? I'm very well. <laughs> Ross, why are you, sorry, Ryan, why are you using Ross and sex appeal in the same sentence when he looks like melted ice cream? Well, all right. Jesus Christ. The guy, the guy whose hairline goes so far back, <laughs> he's not washing his hair that he's his skin. Fuck off. That's, that's <laughs> looks like melted I'm, ice cream. That's Come the to the guy that looks like Kurt Angle's account. <laughs> 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 the first time I say fuck nice about Rosie, you know, I get slated for it. <laughs> I know, it was quite catty to you as well on your delivery. Never mind the gap man, more like the twat man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alright, that's your third shot on me. <laughs> oh, there's more to come, don't worry. Uh, so, Ross, what would your entrance music be? Oh... I'll go shock the system. Right? <laughs> oh, fuck you. He's, he's allowed. No, no chatty reason whatsoever. <laughs> and uh, not necessarily least of all, but least of all on the table, my good friend Gary, how are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's lovely to be with you guys. I mean, my goodness, this show has really fallen to part since David Campbell left. 
I, I'm not easily offended, but the amount of foul language this morning, boys. Tut, tut, tut. That's why I've got an editor. Okay. <laughs> not planning to deliver any of those. And then David, David uh, Hockney <laughs> clearly woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. Ah, uh, well, he got one to serve for us. Melted ice cream? What does that even look like? <laughs> <laughs> Just look at Ross's holiday pictures and you'll find out. Uh, well, I'm, I'm apparently too fat to know what melted ice cream looks like. <laughs> uh, <so>. Great banter. <laughs> so, Gary, if you could have any entrance music, what would you go for? Well, I think you guys all know that my hero's Brett the Hitman Hart, that the the chords that open up his entrance music is legendary for me, what a reaction every time. I'd have to go with that. Brilliant answer, brilliant answer. Anyway, shall we crack on? Yes, yes. Right. The so... sooner we can get this season of SDL over with, the better, because <laughs> it's been a total train wreck. I've hated every minute of it. I want it done. It's not even been here five minutes, folks. Mm-hmm. Is the show done now? <laughs> Unfortunately, this is the season finale, so there's a couple of things to cover, Gary, so you better buckle in. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to go on to the, the top three of the week, and we're going to uh, start with third place and 11 points. David, no surprise you at all, Bianca Bellier. Mm-hmm. Queen B, she's been keeping me afloat um, away from the bottom of the table all season long and uh, you know she does it again, a very reliable performer who's now crossed the 300 day threshold as Raw Women's Champion and with a title defence set at the Rumble against Alexa Bliss I think you know she could just spice me up the table even further at best though I think she's probably going to give me a, a strong finish maybe mid-table at best but it's not enough to get the win unfortunately Mm-hmm. Okay, so in second place we've got Sami Zayn. Ross, um, how do you feel about Sami's performance? We not have thought this a year ago, would you? No, definitely not. Um, if you told us the guy f- who fought the the guy from Jackass Four <laughs> twenty years after Jackass was popular, would go on to have possibly one of the most memorable WrestleMania matches. And then one of the most organically overrun since the likes of Kofi Mania and uh, Daniel Bryan, then you'd be a bit perplexed. But fair play to Sammy, fair play to everyone involved. It's been a great storyline. And we are now heading into a rumble where people are crying out for him to win. It's been quite an incredible year, hasn't it? And he's a classic example, a great example for people of taking what you're given and just making the absolute most of it. He has just had the most phenomenal, phenomenal period, probably one of the best periods in his career. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Loving the Sammy stuff at the minute. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, but we'll go into first place. Now, Gary, talking of professionalism, I meant to ask Ross this question, but I said the wrong name, didn't I? So, Gary, Uso's in first place, 17 points. I know, well, Ross drafted first this season and grabbed the Uso's, if I remember right. I was second and didn't manage to get the Uso's because he took them off the board, otherwise they would have been my first pick. Just uh, a totally phenomenal period again. The performances that they put in you know, week in, week out are, are just incredible. The 
part of you know the most you know anticipated story. It'll be far fabulous to see what happens next. And just when you think with the Usos, all right, this is coming to an end here. You know, there's been a couple of times certainly during this season. I thought, well, they're not going to keep the titles now, are they? They're going to switch it, and then it just, they just keep keep churning out victories. Yeah, um, I can't fault this was at all. Always a great choice. Um, just have to wonder sometimes tag season. You know, uh, tag se- uh, coming up in tag season, you got R- Rumble coming up. You can't really score as well. Can't win a Rumble with the Usos, but mm-hmm. still great choice regardless. The I, matches, I don't have the I don't have the stats to hand to see how actually how many matches they've done this season, but the amount of matches they must have had and the amount of appearances in addition to that. Because um, they're always there with Roman, you're guaranteed to see them a couple of times, being on both shows as well. So in the build-up to the Rumble, that is where they do their business for you, isn't it? They get you all those points um, in the build-up to the Rumble. So I think in some ways Ross took a gamble by taking them first, but it looks like it's a gamble that might pay off for him. Yeah, well, well the, the, the Usos have 108 mm. points. I don't know how much of that is yeah. wins, but very good. Allow me to allow me to provide the breakdown as the the stats man here. So Usos are currently sitting at the top of the table with uh, yeah yeah whatever. Uh, they currently sit at the top of the table of most appearances with forty two as a tag team. They are joint uh, with the most wins with six alongside Seth Rollins, Damian Priest, and Jade Cargill, and they're also sitting at the top of the table with most TV title wins with five. So that's got to be the biggest drawing factor for their. Um, for their overall scores, the fact that they've had five successful TV title defences are our top of the table with most appearances and most wins. Uh, so, yeah, it's sort of, when you break it down like that, they've definitely had arguably the best performance all season as a team. Well, as Gavin Strachan of ESSR sits there with his laptop and his stats, can I just ask, you know, <laughs> we, uh, you can't win a Rumble with your shows, but what happens if both your shows are in the Rumble? And both Usos eliminate someone at the same time. Surely I get elimination points because my I, tag team have eliminated something. I would agree. If they eliminate, if they eliminate somebody together, yeah, that's I what I just they, said, David. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if, they individ- if they eliminate people individually, then yeah, I, would, I don't yeah. think it, that counts. I never asked about individually. I asked together. I understand. Yeah, if, yeah. Jay, if Jay eliminated Chad Gable, I wouldn't get points. But if yes. Jimmy and Jay eliminated Otis together, surely yeah. I get points. <laughs> I, I would agree. Yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. But what if they got both eliminated at the same time? Well, when, I don't know, David. If they both get eliminated at the same time, I'd say, yeah. Because you're going on both. But, you know, if... Say someone like Braun Strowman runs in and goes in a tear and throws out Jimmy, then throws out Jay. I shouldn't get points deducted because they were eliminated separately. Yep, I'd agree with that. Uh, right. I know for a fact Deuce says I'm going to be in the Rumble, but it's something I'm going to moan about at Stevens tonight just to give him an extra headache. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David, uh, David, if you can do me a favour and run through the, the table. Uh, unfortunately, I've got an ASOS delivery at the door, so if you can run through the table, we'll be back in a minute. <laughs> ah, for God's sake. Oh, you can't get the staff these days, can you? you right, okay, well, I've been saddled with the, the top 10 leaderboard today, so unfortunately, Gary, you're sitting at the bottom of the table, as most likely you will have done for the rest of the season. So, Team Viscera, 63 points, not 
exactly your best performance, but you did score 12 points this week alone. So I suppose not all is lost. It's certainly better than what Ryan did. You know, he and Grant only scoring six points this week. I tell you, when Sarah Logan comes out first in the Rumble, eliminates everybody and wins the thing, you're all going to be looking very <laughs> foolish. Uh, and then you'll be saying all hail Valhalla. Yeah. But, uh, ninth place, Grant McRobbie won the Funaki on 92 points. Not his best season either, but then again, he's mostly reliant on AEW picks when it's been a predominantly WWE season. It's kind of uh, kind of expected, but he's still a good 29 points ahead of Gary, so he's obviously done something right this season. Uh, then we have yours truly with the West End Country Club in eighth place on 99 points. 99? Just a, a strong gust of wind would take me to the three-figure the three figure score in this instance. Uh, number seven, we have Team Goat uh, on 102 points. David Campbell, you know... Very, very optimistic about the Royal Rumble uh, tonight with uh, Rhea Ripley as his team captain, the firm favourite to win. So could we see a late resurgence on Team Goat? Certainly possible. Sixth place, the guy who's fucked off to get his delivery, Ryan Dogleash, with uh, part-time with rigorous dancing, 104 points. Oh, there you are. <laughs> um, yeah, so where was I? Yes, uh, just two points ahead of Goat. Most likely will probably be overtaken by uh, a, assuming... Ray Ripley has a good Rumble performance. Fifth place, Scott McLeod, Scissor Me Daddy Draft on 119 points. Uh, pretty much mid-table all season. A few good scoring weeks here and there, but nothing to, to, to really shout about at the end. Fourth place, Stephen Wilson with Papa Trips Loves a Steak Bake, 140 points. Uh, just above him, Jack Graham, three-time Kings of Drafting, 141 points. Still maintaining that strong position at the top of the table, but will he fall down after the Rumble? Yet to be seen. Only one point separates these two, but what separates Jack and Andy Mitchell's second place is only two and a half points, because Andy and Ryan's wardrobe is 143 and a half points. So it's a, basically a, a battle for second place between these three, uh, with uh, probably the lurking dark horse, or should I say dark goat, uh, lingering at the bottom, who's once again very confident about his Rumble performance. And then, of course, we have to mention the the guy who's been leading the top of the table all season long, Ross McLeod with Hey Diddle Riddle, 158 points, despite being two participants down for most of the season, carried by another juggernaut team in the form of the Usos. Uh, now, Ross, obviously, you know, you haven't had the most successful season with Mandy Rose getting let go and Riddle being off, written off uh, to go to rehab, but are you pleased with the the overall juggernaut performance given the the few hiccups? Yes, I'm top of the table. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ross, as you look down upon your on your throne upon the peasants below you, are you quite happy? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> um, yeah, I I took some risks this season, and some of them haven't paid off. My my strategy entirely was get the Usos first and then we go from there. That that was that was sort of it. Um Braun Breaker has not done as much as I wanted. He's he's appeared like once or twice a week and done like two title defenses. So <clears throat> really, really not worth worth the second round pick, I believe. Uh, Mandy Rose, obviously let go. You know much you can do about that. Riddle, I'm hoping he shows up in the Royal Rumble and maybe gets two or three eliminations. Um, Bray Wyatt wrestling tonight, <clears throat> that was a gamble as well that's not paid off, but hopefully ends the season with a win. And I'm going to be honest with you, Dave, it's been that much of an Uso-dominated season. I don't know who my second woman is. 
Your second woman is Nikki Cross. Fuck, well, there you go. She was your fifth round pick. I, I was torn between her and Roxanne Perez. And I thought, mm. don't pick Roxanne Perez because she's going to be feuding with Mandy Rose. Any points she gets will just cancel out Mandy Rose's points. And then, of course, that wouldn't have been a problem after Mandy Rose got fired. And yeah, so <laughs> I, here's hoping Nikki Cross can maybe get a few eliminations tonight, but I'm really not holding my breath on that one. Uh, so, yeah, thank you. Uh, I must say, David only got the. I got like 75% of that rattled down, but quite good. Some actual stats from you as well, David. Um, fuck you, Mr. Campbell, mm-hmm. in terms. Uh, that's, that's the <laughs> scat man doing what he's supposed to be doing. Uh, since I got my good old David to do that, um, I'll quickly go through the Listeners League, uh, in which we'll realistically go with it. Uh, top five quickly. Matt Smith, the booty was at 195. Fourth, Bertie Wanless. Is it Wanless, David? Yep. Wanless, yep. yeah. Wrestling's coming home. It's also oh. the only thing coming home. Uh, right. It's the only thing coming home. But uh, 197. <laughs> uh, third place, we've got Mike Nunn. Sports entertainers in 222 and a half. Then we've got second place, Tom Brock. The World Cup winners, 239 and a half. And first place, Anthony Reynolds. Top half dreaming, 242 and a half. Um, like... So realistically, yeah, are you trying to figure top, out? Are you trying to figure out who's going to benefit the most from the rumble? Yeah, because um, there's so many teams. Here. <laughs> yeah. Well, just looking at the top few, like uh, the top three teams are actually nothing to howl about, you know, because Anthony Reynolds' best chance he's got with scoring some points at the rumble is Kevin Owens winning the Universal Championship, which probably Ooh. won't happen. Oh, and he's no. also got Bailey in round two. Bailey, because Bailey and Damage Control have just announced their participation in the Rumble, so he could get a few points. Yeah, a few points for Bailey getting eliminations. But one name that's caught my attention, though, is uh, Tam McKay, who's in sixth place at the minute with Bliss Cross on 191 points. He currently has Sami Zayn. He's one of only five Listeners League participants to have selected Sami Zayn, and he's furthest to the top of the table. He scored 25 points this week alone. He has Solo Sokoa as his team captain. Uh, but he also has Alexa Bless and Carrying Cross on his team. Alexa Bless most likely might be in the losing end of a Raw Women's mm-hmm. title match at the Rumble. Cross hasn't exactly lit the world on fire either. So unless Sami Zayn really pulls out the bag, I think I think Tam McKay might be in with a, a dark horse chance of, uh, of winning here. But one thing I should also add, only one person from the Listeners League chose Cody Rhodes. And that was Colin Blackburn. Guess which position he's in? The bottom. He's very bottom, only 64 <laughs> points. Like, literally, the one guy who's picked somebody who's been shouted as the firm favorite to win the Royal Rumble for so long, he's currently the bottom of the table. I mean, you, you can't make I'll, it I'll up. Put this out guys. Uh, we're, we're doing a lot of talking about Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes and their potential Royal Rumble. Uh, participation with rumors that the Royal Rumble is opening the show tonight. I don't think Sami Zayn is going to be in it. And because Cody Rhodes has been announced ahead of time, I do not think he's going to win it. I'm, I'm going to, I'm putting my neck on the line. Neither Cody Rhodes nor Sami Zayn will win the Royal Rumble tonight. 
Oh, bold predictions, boss. Dave, of the folk we've just been talking about, there's one former Listeners League winner amongst the top top five there, which is mm-hmm. Matt Smith. Yes. Who has he got in his team? Because he's, uh, let's see, 47 points off the top of the table, which normally you would think would be too yep. big a gap to, to mm-hmm. make up at this stage. So who's he got? What's his chances of doing so much? So much like... Yeah, so much like Ross, uh, his captaincy is with the Usos. They scored him 122 points alone this season. So, And then we have, he's also got Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Ooh. Raquel Rodriguez, Santos Escobar, and the let-go Mandy Rose as well. So he's also been operating on a one person less this whole season. But Raquel Rodriguez has been in maybe as a an outside bet to win the Rumble as well. It could come down to her and Rhea Ripley. But I think given her size, I reckon she could get uh, a few good eliminations in there, even if she might not win. Yeah. Three three participants in the Royal Rumble <clears throat> and the likes of Balor and Balor with the Judgment Day and mm-hmm. Seth Rollins is always a prolific Royal Rumble uh, I think, participant. I think, I think Santos Escobar is also in the Rumble as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I mean, he's clearly not going to win or I would find it highly unlikely he'll get any eliminations in it. He'll get, he'll get appearance points at least. Yeah, I think I honestly think tonight's Rumble winner, if it's not a part timer, it's going to be from the main roster, either Seth Rollins or Drew McIntyre. Again, I'm putting it out there. As I said on Central this week, I thought Drew McIntyre was going to win the Rumble. I do not think that Cody or Sammy are going to win it. I just I think it's it's heading in Alberto Del Rio too obvious direction sort of thing. Um, mm. I would, I'd maybe agree with maybe Seth, but I wouldn't say I don't think Drew's had a good enough year. It's been a very mm-hmm. mid card year, although Rick Rollins kind of has as well, to be honest. So, can't take that back, but I'm not sure about Drew. Sadly, Drew has had a, a he's been my captain this season. Looked like a, in previous seasons, he's done well. I think probably statistically, this will be one of his worst performances. I sort of win one week, lose next week in a tag match type of season for Drew. Um, that, it, I mean, we, we can never tell would they go down. There have been Rumble winners that going into it, we thought well, so-and-so is going to win it, but we know in the past that cra- uh, Crazy Vince has gone for last-minute swerves and obviously he's back in the scenes. He says he's not behind creative at the moment. With um, What influence will he have? I mean, it's going to be fascinating to see because, you know, the theory of what we've heard is Cody's been announced ahead of time because there are other surprises up their sleeves. And at this point, we're all speculating who those surprises may may be. But, um, you know... Steve Blackman. Oh, return of Hedges. Well, we know Tatanka turned down the chance to be in Raw 30 so he could go and attend his son's... Uh, wrestling tournament, so we missed the chance of Tatanka and Raw 30, so maybe Tatanka returns and wins the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember he just showed up randomly in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal a few years ago? He didn't get yeah. yeah, that was... He just, he just sort of wandered down there as if, yes, it's completely normal that Tatanka is here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he that was your Baron uh, Corbin one. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the year he had, uh, he came back and he was on SmackDown fairly regularly? I can't remember what the time period was. 
Uh, it was, was about like 2005. Was... Yeah, he teamed with uh, he teamed with Matt Hardy against Eminem. Yeah, I seen a social yesterday that we had uh, that the earthquake SmackDown dark match was sort of being shared about quite freely again. And when you see earthquake during the Attitude Era, it's kind of like, oh wow, <laughs> that's mm. uh, that could have been you know looks weird, but could have been something. And when you see Tatanka talking about Raw, <laughs> but anyway, I best say uh, we. We're not here to talk about Tatanka, are we? I always get accused of bringing up random conversations on these shows. In fairness, you can blame me for that one. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Gary, this is what this show needs. <laughs> <laughs> Just talk about something that shouldn't be draftable, isn't draftable, and wasn't 20 years ago, or 10 years ago, or whatever. <laughs> Just talk about anybody you want, Gary, fire in. I tell you... <laughs> I tell You're you, always sorry when me and Gary do the Tatanka Christmas special this year. Grabbing uh, <laughs> that show. <laughs> if we were doing a draft in the early 90s, David Campbell would have 100% drafted for Tatanka. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the one streak he went on was phenomenal. He was everywhere when he was in the Million Dollar Corporation, when he turned bad after losing to Ludwig Borka. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, you just know David Campbell would have bet his whole team on Tatanka beating Shawn Michaels for the Intercontinental title. And it just never happened. Tell you guys, if David Campbell doesn't draft Tatanka next week, I'm calling bullshit. He he needs to have the courage of his convictions and and draft Tatanka. He said said this season he was going to draft into Sher, never did it, so... Mm. Uh, shape bag if he doesn't. Yeah, there, you yeah, go, there you go, David. And the share and Tatanka. and Tatanka are going to Team Goat. <laughs> oh. Right, so moving, moving on. Come on, Ryan, get us uh, back on track here. I got get, a grip, yeah. get a grip. <laughs> so, look at the table going at the Rumble tonight. Is it fair to say that yourself, Ross, Andy, and the Goat are the three in the run for the end? Is that uh, what we're going with? Yeah. So, so we'll look at this way. Ross, you're, you're ahead just now. Yes. You don't have too much rumble power, but you're ahead. That's what matters, right? Andy's got Sammy and Cody uh, with Raquel and maybe living the women's one. And Goat's got Rhea Ripley, Seth Rollins. So, mm-hmm. to remind you of the gap... I forgot that David had Seth Rollins, so I'm going to withdraw my support for Seth Rollins. <laughs> 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 so, Sorry. No, I was going to say, so Ross, you're ahead of Andy by um, 14.5 points, and you're ahead of Goat by 56. So Goat, Goat definitely needs Rhea to win. Aye, he... <laughs> If he doesn't have a Royal Rumble winner, he's nowhere near it. But, um, yeah, it's one of those ones, Royal Rumble will come back to bite me. It's one of those seasons, if you were heading into the last pay-per-view of the season with a 14-point gap, you'd be quite confident, especially since I've got Bray Wyatt wrestling. But I'm, I'm going to need Riddle or Braun Breaker to show up in the Royal Rumble. And maybe get a couple of eliminations just to steady the ship. 
Hopefully, the Usos make a fair few appearances. And, yeah, I'm just... <laughs> much like Gary and David during the tag season, I'm holding out hope that uh, during the main event, the Usos accompany <laughs> Roman to the ring just to get that one appearance point to take it past that mark. <laughs> I was sat next to Gary that night, and when he died for the chair, I died for cover. I'm just about <laughs> to the fright of my life. But yeah, oh, <laughs> what a finish, eh? But um, that's what I ducked for. I didn't want him to finish on me anyway. But... <laughs> <laughs> again, again, but... again. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't see myself winning this. I, I joked a couple of weeks ago when. Uh, WWE was up for sale and it was rumoured that the Saudi Arabians were going to buy it. I just said, I've enjoyed being top of the table. Can't wait to blame the Saudis when this all goes tits up. So <laughs> I, I'm going to I'm going to blame uh, unrest in the locker room because of a potential sale for me not winning the title this season. <laughs> well, it's been an admirable uh, shot, regardless, Ross. Uh, Thank you but, very much. So, is, are you so confident? Not confident. Nah, not confident. I don't see myself winning this. But hey, as long as that, as long as that charlatan, that that two-bit Ray Purchase hack, Dave Campbell doesn't win this, and the the glorious Andy Mitchell does, then everything's a okay with me. Um, one last little thing before we move on. Um, Andy this morning realised uh an issue with the rules and that he didn't realise he couldn't change captains anymore. <laughs> so, if you, if you didn't this know... This is how serious he takes this draft. This is why he uh, should not win. Such disrespect. He deserves to lose. He deserves to lose for that. You know, we gave him plenty of warnings. say... So, for clarity, um, for a captain to change, you have to do it before Raw of that week. You can't do it any time in the week unless you're doing it for, like, the following Raw. You can't just go, oh, before the Rumble, I'm changing it to blah, blah, blah. So Andy didn't change his captaincy from Sami Zayn to Cody Rhodes, which has caused a bit of an issue. Like, a lot of people think he's messed it up, and a few people think that's the best thing to do. What camper use on? I know we've talked about who you think Rumble, who's going to win the Rumble and who's not going to win the Rumble, but is keeping on Sami the best thing to do? I think... <clears throat> sorry, I think if... The rumours are true that Roman and KO are main eventing, then Sami Zayn will have a part to play in the main event. So there's captaincy points there. <clears throat> I, I've said it already, I don't think he's going to be in the Rumble. Uh, so there's, you know, there's no points for being eliminated or having to hold your hat on Sami Zayn doing really well. So I think he might have lucked out here. I think... Sami Zayn will be on the show throughout the night with the Bloodline. Sami Zayn will be involved in the main event with the Bloodline. And we'll know where we're heading with Sami Zayn heading into the Elimination Chamber as of the end of tonight. So I think he might have lucked out here because I don't know. I just There's something about Cody's thing being announced ahead of time. It just it screams to me not winning. So I yeah, think, I agree. So I, th I think he, he's lucked mm. out here. No, I think no, no. I, I to an extent, I disagree because I think people, I think Triple H and management 
are sort of more in tune with the fans these days. And I reckon, I may be going on a limb here, but I reckon they knew, or they at least, the very least anticipated a surprise return for Cody Rhodes. And they're basically just confirming it, saying, yeah, you're right, he is going to be there. So I reckon it's to avoid any disappointment if he does or doesn't show up. It basically is just to confirm that, yes, he is going to be there. Will he win, though? Still remains to be seen. But I reckon Brock Lesnar announcing his entrance has also thrown a bit of a a wrench in the works because, I mean, it's clear he's going to be feuding with Bobby Lashley, but I reckon they'll both eliminate each other in some capacity, and that's what allows the pathway to open for a Cody win. So I think... They're just, they keep swerving as left, right, and center. You know, is it going to be last year's winner, Brock Lesnar? Will it be the one that everyone's anticipating to win? Is it Cody? Or will it be the dark horse in the form of Sami Zayn? Who, by the way, hasn't officially been announced as an entrant yet. So whether or not, you know, he's even in the Rumble or not, it's uh, it's something to be desired. But that's what I reckon is going to cause the fans to go batshit crazy, is if Sami Zayn isn't in the Rumble a la Daniel Bryan in 2014. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's fair. Um, so, so sorry. yeah, sorry, just sorry, just to add to that. Um, basically, I think Andy should have switched to Cody because it's a much, it's a more guaranteed form of points. But he seems to be taking a gamble on Sami Zayn appearing, which I wouldn't back because of what happened in 2014. I agree with Dave actually in this one. Um, if the men's rumble is opening first, and you think through it from a logical perspective, why would Roman allow? People to in, his people to enter the rumble. They're not doing a story of like we need to stop. If they were doing that story, which we've seen in the past with Austin, for example, um, or, or when um, all those uh, mercenaries were brought in to stop Lex Luger in nineteen ninety four, um, you know these guys are going to be entering the rumble to stop Cody winning it, and then you could you know make logic sense, and then oops, say Sammy wins. Um, but I think yeah, I think he probably made a mistake here by not switching or something. Fair arguments, guys. Fair arguments. Um, we'll have to wait till this evening to see what goes down. But uh, we're going to go into our last segment of this show. And usually for a season finale, you don't just invite the person who's in last place. But Gary, there's a very special reason why you're here. Yes. So it's t- decision time, isn't it? As anybody that's followed this draft for for a period of time will know, I've come close to winning this thing a lot. And then I got teamed with David Hockney and I was raging. I was so (laughs) gutted and disappointed. But then, like peanut butter and jelly, it just worked, Dave. And we (laughs) won. It sure did. And we won the season. And I've been presented now with the option to replace David, which is something I, if anybody's ever met David, will know I am seriously considering. <laughs> <laughs> and part of the reason, uh, seriously, you know, part of the reason for seriously considering it is, of course, he's not David Campbell. Um, and, you know, I've had lots of options all week. People have been getting in touch. Even on this very show, Ryan Douglas says he wanted to do me. Oh, so, lots of options. What a interpretation. That's actually what he said. Bribery is bribery, right? Uh, 
that's a pretty <laughs> poor offer, mind you. Um, all week, we've had the festival of friendship going on. David Hockney's been round at the house every day, dropping presents off. I've got that painting hung, hung David, now. Um, I feel a wee bit like Batista here. Looking at my options, mm. there's 14 people in this draft, 13 potential partners, one of whom is Dave. But then it's full of jobbers like Ryan Gallagher, Andy Mitchell, Kwaku, whoever's going to win this listeners' <laughs> leagues. So I've got my contracts here, and I have a contract that says David <laughs> Campbell, but I'm going to go with David Hockney. I'm a David Hockney guy again. Yes! So we're in a, we're in a mission 2.0 is coming back to retain and defend our championship. Not everything. I'm right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, guys, before we go announce this teams, that uh, it's not been great ever since your win last season. Like, Gary, you've been uh, bought my table for most of the season since, and David even retired, it was that bad for him. So, <laughs> you know, I wish he's the best of luck. <laughs> I think, um, guys, it's been a case of since you've split up, you haven't been great. But see, together, you are one good drafter and three quarters of a haircut. So good luck, guys. <laughs> <laughs> see, the problem is, since we've won it, I've I've had a couple of goals at drafting near, near the top. Actually, I'm hopeless drafting near the top. I'm much better towards and also I've been screwed over this fucking snake draft by the way Jack Graham <laughs> as well plenty of time previous seasons the person got first got top people now this fucking snake thing comes in and you go first and you've got to wait 20 odd shots to get another go it's crap um, so I was used to drafting you the bottom and being creative and, and uh, solution focus and coming up with weird pairings and then you go first and oh Jesus, I best pick fucking Drew and he screwed me over here. I mean you talk about much weirder than you and Dave. I mean, you called him <laughs> peanut butter and jelly and he's allergic to peanuts. That's why I'm jelly. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think you're ready for this jelly come next season. Oh for God's sake, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> I got an allergic reaction to what you just said there. <laughs> this is why oh. I did say that we went together with KY and Jelly. Oh, for God. Oh, <laughs> okay, you've ruined it now. Oh. So, so with that, we finally have the teams and the order that next season will stand. So, drafting from first will be the, the ESSR overlord Stephen Wilson with... Oh, what a surprise. Is he going away with a snake draft by any chance? It, sh- it should be snake draft. Uh, they're all snake draft here. Uh, <laughs> much to my pleasure, uh, uh, drafting some second will be the Listeners League winner and David Campbell. Which will be horrible God. for both sides of that partnership. Oh, amazing. Uh, <laughs> um, and then third will be the men on the mission. With yourselves, David and Gary. And apparently, most people have won drafting from the number three spot. So I think we're in uh, we're in good standing already. All right, well, we'll see. Um, speaking of winning... Nah, never mind. Uh, we've got the McLeod brothers and Scott and Ross. Yes, I, I moved to Lennox Town to get as far away as possible from that man. And now I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm shackled to him. No, no, I... I'm very happy. We've been discussing we've been discussing team names uh, 
equally more embarrassing team name so people need to read it out every week on Saturday Draft Live but yes discussing strategy <laughs> so uh, Draft and Fifth will be granted Robbie and Kwaku which I'm sure Kwaku will be happy to say that he will not be drafting Grant will do everything <laughs> that'll be five AEW picks five AEW <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then it's uh, in second last place will be myself and my air co-host Jack Graham. I, I must say uh, I definitely tried to. Uh, I did kind of say it because Jack Jack spins a wheel, right? As you'll know, and uh, I definitely half jokingly tried to rig it. And I, I used, and Scott and Stephen and I don't know who else was there was there to witness. We did not rig it. <laughs> it I, I, anyway. I was there. I will. I'll, I'll even defend Stephen Wilson. He didn't even. He didn't spin the wheel, it was Jack Graham. <laughs> Maybe check Jack Graham's uh, recent transactions. And then draft oh, from goodness, last imagine what that credit card statement would look like. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, uh, drafting from last place will be uh, the Captain Charisma, Chris Anthony Lopez and Ryan Gallagher. Uh, now, the most important oh. thing is... With this to Chris. <laughs> I know. Uh, Chris, uh, tuning in for a different time zone and Ryan Gallagher will forget it's happening. <laughs> um, no, Ryan Gallagher will have some excuse on the day. Oh, mate, I forgot I had to drive somebody to the airport. How do you forget that until the day of? That's genuinely an excuse <laughs> he gave me one night. <laughs> well, there was one one season um, he got offered more money to do something at work, so he just <laughs> said at work. He'd rather work for draft with us. That, that I accept. And can I just, can I do my Graham Soonest here? And can I just say something here? Uh, I'm quite <laughs> affronted with the fact that, see, every year, the January draft, right, it falls in and around my partner's birthday. So I say to them, guys, I'll do any day, but I'm not doing it on my partner's birthday which I don't think is an unreasonable request, considering there's certain people on this podcast who haven't been on a podcast in about two years. I think me not wanting yes. to do a podcast, considering I do it weekly, not wanting to do it on the one day of 365 where I celebrate my partner, I don't think it's an unreasonable request. And considering there's people on this podcast who are quite clearly scared of their partners, again... <laughs> I don't think they're in any position to ask me to draft when, again, it's my partner's birthday, but it seems to fall on that every year. So I have told Scott, if he's drafting the team and I'm not there, I will take 100% of the glory and 0% of the blame. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. God, Ross, always about you, isn't it? Yeah, uh, uh, sitting on the fence as usual as well. <laughs> Although let's not forget, Ryan, whoever wins this season, they're going to have to draft last with their partner. So yes. the order isn't exactly set in stone. Correct. So uh, as you said, whoever wins will go to bottom. So I have, I have instructed Jack, he is not to win this season. He's not allowed. <laughs> Second last is enough. <laughs> I'm not going last. Although if somebody else wins, then we maybe go up a wee bit. But we'll see. Um, I must say, it's been a pleasure of a show guys we're, we're over 40 minutes in um it would have been longer if scott was hosting so be thankful um <laughs> i just want to thank my co-host david thanks for coming 
Uh, thank you. Uh, gorgeous, Ross. Thanks very much. Well, thank you very much. As I sit here with my brow <laughs> and my, my eight rolls of slab running down me, your, your <laughs> pump really got me through the day. David's made me want to end my day right here. <laughs> <laughs> And thanks very much to the handsome Gary. Oh, pleasure, boys. Pleasure, boys. Uh, you know where to find us. Wherever we all the podcast sites, you know where to get us. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. And I'm finally back. And that's the most important thing. Ryan, that was a terrible outro. Jesus Christ. Let the central host do it. I'm a bit YouTube, you name it, we're on it. Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet for a massive back catalogue of more charismatic hosts, which can be found iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, and all good Android podcasting sites. I am not your winner, Ross McLeod. I am not your host, Ross McLeod, but I've graced you with my presence today. Thank you, and bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Scott McLeod. And I'm Grant McGrobby. We are the hosts of the monthly show on Eat Sleep Suplex Retreat East Meets West. Where we'll bring you all the latest happenings, reviews and big events from New Japan and the land of the Far East. You can remember to check that out on the Eat Sleep Suplex Retreat podcast feed on all good Android podcasting sites like Anchor, Spotify or iTunes now. Mm-hmm.